It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast. It's a little later than usual, but I apologize for some quirks in my schedule as I was in Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame ceremony last night. Um, got to see some Penn Staters. Franco Harris was there. Lenny Moore was there. In all honesty, it was such an incredible atmosphere, an incredible experience. And, you know, I'm the furthest thing from a Steelers fan. I will be happy to admit that. In fact, my, my allegiances lie in Dallas, who had a terrible week. Um, although, Penn State... Uh, former Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons had an excellent game uh, Thursday night in the Hall of Fame game. But just to see, you know, the the camaraderie and, and the fandom of, of Steelers fans, and I would say probably 90 to 95% of that stadium last night, uh, Saturday night, was Steeler fans or were Steeler fans, and, and the speeches just were incredible as well. You know, from Edron James being in the Canton Correctional Institute, inmate 336, um, to Bill Cower and, and to Troy Palomalo and his wonderful speech where he referenced Beethoven and Mozart and, and brought it back to football. It was just an incredible atmosphere. Um, so that's why I this is a little late, but you know, let's be real here. It, it's stuff like that is once in a lifetime, and I'm very happy that I got to be a part of it as a fan. Now, yesterday in State College, there was media day. And boy, oh boy, did it not disappoint. We're going to talk about the Penn State offense and what to expect from that, what Mike Yursich had to say about some different position groups, what James Franklin had to say. And then in the second segment, we're going to get to the defense and and give you a preview of that. And some bad news out of camp. Um, Adisa Isaac, defensive end, is expected to miss the season with the season-ending injury that he received um, uh, over the offseason. So that's a big blow to, to the Penn State defense, but we'll get to that here in a bit. Now, one of the more striking things I thought that happened yesterday as I was reading back and paying attention to it, Mike Yurcich said the wide receivers room isn't where they need it to be. Now, for those of you that are just getting into Penn State football, that Penn State wide receivers room is pretty, pretty good. At least the top two, and what I said in my in, in my camp preview just a few days on DK Pittsburgh Sports, um, you know, they have Parker Washington. They have Jahan Dotson, two of the best receivers in the Big Ten last season. And, you know, they also have Country Lamar Smith. But Mike Yursich says they're not where they want to be. So, to me, that is um, incredible as well. So, you know, a direct quote from Yursich yesterday. 
Where are we as a receivers group? Not where we need to be. None of them. So that's saying Dotson and Washington aren't where they need to be. And if they're not where they need to be, oh boy, is that is that a is that a motivational tactic? Because you can't really get you there's if you get any better than Jahan Dotson last year, you are winning some serious serious awards and you're in Heisman Trophy um, candidate range. But that's the mentality what they're gonna do. So it's not just you know, hey, listen, they're missing routes here and there. No, it's it's more so that's the mentality. It's a chip on their shoulder attitude that they're going to have. And uh, quote from Yersich, we're always going to have that mentality. We have to continue to improve regardless of what last practice was, regardless of what last game result was. There has to be a relentless pursuit to improve. It's a very humbling game, and once you think you've arrived, he's really good, he's where we need to be, you're going to get caught from behind. And I think that's a great attitude to have you always want to strive to get better you always want to go in and and be better you know and if you have that mentality moving forward i think you're in great shape now that's not to say that Jahan dotson and parker washington aren't going to have great years i think they will you know if you get a if you can get a confident sean clifford and he's pretty confident judging from his comments yesterday media day uh, I think they're going to be off to a great start. And they have to get it. They have to be ready week one. They, they have to be ready nearly immediately because, guess what? They start with Wisconsin week one. So anytime you start conference game beginning of the season, just like last year, you know, look at what, it, what happened. It, things steamrolled, and Penn State was about six inches away from a victory. So it's just one of those things. Now, you know, they talked about what to expect from the offense. There's going to be some explosive plays, and that's something that Franklin has predicated his offenses on year after year since he got to Happy Valley. And I think this year under Yursich, I think they will have that opportunity. There's going to be a lot more up-tempo. There's going to be a lot more spread. I mean, James Franklin is a spread concept coach. Make no bones about it. That's where he makes his money. That's what he was as a quarterback himself. But I think it's an excellent opportunity for Penn State to get back to their spread roots. I think this this offense under Mike Yursich is going to resemble a lot more of the 2016 version that was that um, you know helped propel Joe Moorhead to Mississippi State and Oregon. So I think the biggest thing right there is just getting back to that up tempo, that high tempo um, spread offense. Use your use your weapons. And another thing that I thought was uh, poignant yesterday is Yursich said he's going to use at least three running backs. So we talk about this at length when we talk about the running backs. You've got. Devin Ford, he's got to take a step. He has to absolutely take a step forward this year for Penn State if he wants to, to maximize his potential. The talent is there. Um, it's it's huge. But you've got to put the results on the field, and he just has not done that since coming to Penn State. You've got Keziah Holmes, who I think unfortunately might be the odd man out in this situation, um, who had a solid year as the number two back behind Kevon Lee last season. Now, and that was as a true freshman, which coming in and, and playing not only as a freshman is, is not easy, but to be a, a significant contributor in the backfield as a freshman is far from easy either. Now, you've also got John Lovett, transfer from Baylor. You don't go and get a guy like that if you're not planning on playing it. So I think he's going to be a significant factor in the Penn State offense. And then you've also got, you know, Noah Kane and Kevon Lee. And those two are my two back, top backs. But if you're going to use a three-back system, John Lovett's going to be in there as well. So I think that's going to be great later in the season. You know, you start with 
um, you start with Wisconsin, and then you've got Ball State, Auburn, and you've got and, and Villanova. So you've got a good, and it's not necessarily the toughest stretch of the season by far, but it's a it's a tough start um, no matter what. So keeping guys fresh. Um, so that when you're playing those tough games in, in October, late October, like on Ohio State, like a Michigan, like a, you know, Maryland's been playing Penn State pretty tough, uh, like a Michigan State to end the season, you know, battle for the land grant trophy, everybody loves it. But it's one of those situations where you got to keep those guys fresh and you got to keep them healthy. And, and as long as healthy is happening, I think you're in great shape moving forward. But I'm excited to see this offense be put together. I mean, we saw some streaks of it in the preseason, but you've got some significant weapons throughout the offense. And listen, all they need to do is get a competent Sean Clifford. If he can get back to 2019 Sean Clifford, where he led Penn State to 11 wins and a Cotton Bowl victory, you know, that's that's the Sean Clifford that you need. Last year, I thought he pressed way too much at times. And when you press, man, you're just not in good shape. And, and he has spent... You know, the first five games of the season, we talk about it all the time, not ideal. You know, you got bench for Will Levis, who's now in Kentucky. He doesn't have that push behind him. He doesn't have that 1A, 1B type of quarterback now. Now it's Sean Clifford's show. Can he go out, compete, win the job, continue to win the job each and every week? And where will that take Penn State moving forward? If if that's any sort of competent um, in the way that it's looking, it should be. Um then Penn State's going to be in great shape. Now, that is a huge question mark um, as they entered camp. But at the same time, who knows what's going to happen. But before we hit to the se- get to the second segment, I want to just take this time. You know, luckily we're able to record this on Sunday for the first time ever, um, I, I should say. Uh, typically I record on, on Saturdays either after a game or, or in the afternoon during the offseason. But I want to take a moment to, to remember Bobby Bowden, um, who... Uh, lost his battle with cancer uh, early Sunday morning. Bobby Bowden was an incredible coach. Uh, 377 victories coached at both West Virginia and Florida State. And you're not going to see very many guys like Bobby Bowden anymore. You know, he's cut from the same cloth as Joe Paterno. Um, And, you know, the, the good thing about Bowden is he was able to go out on his own terms, which not a lot of guys are able to do. And the biggest thing for Bobby Bowden, though, is you're not going to see a lot of guys that stay in programs and build programs from the ground up like Bowden did. Uh, what Bowden did at Florida State, and, and even to an extent at West Virginia, you know, more so with the Seminoles, he made them a national power. And obviously things qu- aren't quite like that at Florida State anymore. But when you raise those expectations, you know, there wasn't a better, there were far from better teams um, uh, in the, you know, in, in the 1990s than, than um in the Florida State, and it just the opportunity to see him coach. I was fortunate enough to meet him uh, back when I was in high school as a, as a teammate of mine was being recruited at Florida State, um, and there is just not a, a better person um, than, than Bobby Bowden in the coaching industry, and he's a coach that not only you should strive for as both a man, but also um, as a coach, and if you strive to be even remotely a percentage like Bobby, Bobby Bowden, then you are going to be in great shape. But uh, so rest in peace to, to Mr. Bowden. Our thoughts and prayers are with the, Bowden, the, with the Bowden family. Um, and dadgummit, we're going to go into our, our second segment here.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the second segment of the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Um, let's talk defense. Like I mentioned in the first segment, Adisa Isaac, defensive end, is out uh, most likely for the season. Um, reports coming out of camp, and, and James Camp uh, Franklin confirmed that yesterday. It's a situation, obviously, you know, defensive end depth is, um, you know, what are you what are you going to get? You send Shaka Tony to the league. You send uh, Odafe Owe, or formerly known as Jason Owe, to the league. Those are your bookends. Now, I think the guy that I'm more, I, I, I don't think I've been this excited to see something like this happen in quite some time is I want to see Jesse Lucchetta as a defensive end. Jesse Lucchetta has the body, the hands, the feet, the athleticism to be a stand-up uh, backer or put his hand in the dirt in a 3-4 defense. I think he's got an excellent opportunity um, to do that. And I think this year is going to provide him with that chance to get his hand in the dirt and, and see what we can get, uh, or see what Penn State can get, I should say, uh, out of him on the defensive, uh, defensive front. I think that's a key cog here. Because that's going to open some things up defensively at linebacker, but also it's just going to give you a fresh set, a fresh look. If you can get, if you can get those pass rush skills, you know, and build on what he has, because they are pretty significant um, as far as those are concerned. That's a great situation for Penn State to be in. So I think that's awesome uh, for them. Um, Ebiketti, Arnold Ebiketti, I think is is going to have a, a significant season as, as well. And and don't don't forget about Nick Tarburton. Nick Tarburton's, you know, I think he's going to be pretty good this year for for the Penn State defense, and I'm looking very forward to seeing what they've got. Um, you know, safety, you've got Jaquan Brisker, and you've got Keaton Ellis now who's back at safety, and you know, you saw how deep uh, the the cornerback room has gotten. Uh, you know, Kalen King had an incredible spring, had a very good um, spring practice sessions when we were in attendance. Um, you've got Joey Porter Jr. You've got Tariq Castro Fields returning. You know, the back end of this uh, Penn State secondary is, is going to be pretty good. The back end of the defense is going to be pretty significant. And I think that's awesome moving forward for them because a lot of times there are some coverage breakdowns. Um, and you can talk, you can chalk that up to a bunch of different things. Youth and inexperience is one of those situations as well. Um, but linebacker, you know, you, you've got a couple guys. Brandon Smith, I think, is going to have a big year. Um, Jesse Lucetta, whether they move him solely to the line or what have you. And I think the biggest thing for me moving forward is, you know, the leadership of P.J. Mustafer up front. Um, you know, he's he's the lone starter that returns. But I think, you know, if he's able to get and, you know, 
that leadership and, and build on that, I think that's an excellent opportunity for the Nittany Lions moving forward. So it, the Penn State defense, I think, is going to be um, a really good, you know, unit. For, for the first time, you know, this is the, they lose Adisa Isaac, and, that, and that's a shame, and that, that's very unfortunate. Um, but I also think that, you know, this is an excellent opportunity for a Penn State defense since now, you know, outside of the, the front, pretty experienced on the back end. So I think that's an excellent opportunity moving forward for them. Um, but, you know, what's going to happen? You know, can they stay healthy throughout camp? Like I said, they're starting the beginning of the season at Wisconsin. That's not a, that's not an ideal situation by any means, starting with a, um, you know, starting with a conference rival. But it's going to be a situation where let's, let's see what happens. Um you know, Amin Vanover is going to be playing some defensive end. Um, he dropped from two, 279 to 263. I don't know how significant his playing time will be, but we talked about players that could potentially fill in for Isaac. He is one. Um, but it's going to be a situation where, you know, what happens? Who's who's going to fill in and who's going to step up? And I think um, the biggest thing is, hey, let's, let's see what happens. Um, but... I think the Penn State defense is in very good shape moving forward. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, Juan Brisker is getting a lot of love from a lot of different places. Um, PFF, Pro Football Focus, is, is one of the uh, – he was an All-American for them last year. Now, can he back that up? You know, he came back – you know, when you come back and you're a player like Juan Brisker, you're coming back for unfinished business. It's the same thing with Tariq Castro-Fields. Castro-Fields, I thought, could have been a day two or day three guy last year. Um, but he was – you know, he just wasn't healthy last year. And, and you come back for this um, for this season and for the reason, too, to, to make a difference, to, to get some hardware. Um, can Penn State do that? Well, we're going to find out week one. They've got to have the offense installed. They've got to have the defense installed. I think defensively they'll be okay. Um, but, you know, going back to that first segment, they've got to have that offense installed and firing on all cylinders week one. Um, then and you, you obviously don't want to take any weeks off. Um you know, you've got Auburn coming up after that, Ball State, Villanova. You know, I mean, the good news for Penn State is they rattle off a couple home games in a row. You start out in Madison, then you come back to uh, pack, come back home to that some, some home cooking. You know, family reunions, 107,000 strong, however you want to market it as, as James Franklin. But, you know, it's an excellent opportunity, you know, for Penn State to get started early. But, you know... At this time, uh, Penn State has an excellent opportunity. If they can rattle off, if they can start the season off with a victory at um, at Wisconsin, it's I think it's going to steamroll in, the, in, the, in a better way than it did last year, obviously. But they have the potential. It's just kind of getting everything to, to gel together. And I think, you know, looking back to last year, this is a Penn State coaching staff that I think is comfortable with each other. Um, you know, they've had an off season to, to be together, to spend time together. They went on a retreat, I want to say in Lancaster this year, uh, from what James Franklin said at, at media day, you know, that matters too. You know, that staff cohesion is important. These guys, you know, and it was, a, it, it was kind of the theme last year or last night talking with, or and listening to some of the coaches like Bill Cowher and Jimmy Johnson, you sacrifice so much a year with your family. You spend more time with your coaching staff and your, you know, your coworkers uh, on the football field. 
you spend so much more time with them than you do in your own family. And I think that was one of the one of the strongest things that was said last night is Jimmy Johnson didn't see his two sons play a single down of football. You know, so you know that puts in perspective the amount of time that these guys put um, in with with their coaching staff and with their craft. So you have to be on the same page as a unit, as a coaching staff. And when you have that, I think that's you know an excellent opportunity to continue to grow. Because if you have cohesion as a coaching staff, you're going to have cohesion as a team. And I think that's exactly what, what, what good teams need. Um, but uh, you, know, you, you bring in guys like Ty Howell, who's a Penn State guy. You bring in guys like Anthony Poindexter, who's hit the ground running. You know, you've got... Phil Troutwoman, you've got Jawan Sider, you've got Taylor Stubblefield, you've got, you know, Terry Smith, you've got a lot of guys that have a lot of experience and a lot of opportunity. John Scott Jr., um, Brent Pry, you know, these guys have been around for a while. Now, I think everything's starting to come together and in a big way uh, for Penn State moving forward. But that's all we've got for this week. Thanks for tuning in as always. I'll catch you next week with another edition of the We Are Podcast on, D- on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. This has been your host, Jared Pergar. Have a great, safe week. Happy Sunday.